Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests like PJ Carlissimo, who was with us just a little earlier this morning on the Goodyear Hotline. And the NBA playoffs roll on. And tonight we got Game 3 Hawks Sixers on most of these ESPN radio stations. That's presented by Indeed. Delighted that you were with me. Jam-packed we are. Bucks made it a series last night, which gave us something to talk about. We got good football today. Excellent calls. We'll do who you got, which is our traditional Friday finish today. We'll have a little fun. Stephen A. Smith was unbelievable on Get Up this morning, in case you didn't hear it. Stephen A., we were talking about Bruce Brown of the Nets, who took it upon himself to take a big shot at the end of the game last night instead of getting the ball to KD. And Stephen A. came on TV with me and said, You're almost lucky you got a ride back to the hotel. (laughs) You do not take the last shot. That was Stephen A. with me on TV. Then I'm asking him about Donovan Mitchell, and before I can get my whole question out, he says, There's nothing that this brother cannot do in Utah already. I want to hear about Carl Malone. I want to hear about John Stockton. That's the best player in the history of the Jazz organization right there. I just said it, and I ain't stuttering. Donovan Mitchell is a superstar. Okay, so this is one of the dangers of having been a talk show host for 25 years. All that happened, as I'm listening to that, is I'm thinking of a question I need to ask. Nuno, open your microphone. You there? Hashtag Nuno, the fine producer of this program, my VP of basketball, passionate. So we have had conversations on this show of late about which players you start a team with. Right? If you're starting an NBA team right now, you're not starting it with Kevin Durant or LeBron James or Kawhi Leonard, even if they are the best players in the moment because of their age. If you're looking at guys 25 and under. So Stephen A. is waxing rhapsodic about Donovan Mitchell. And look, it's very hard to argue. Let's let's put Carl Mono and John Stockton out of the conversation. That's Stephen A.'s opinion. He's more than entitled to it. But I don't want to debate that because it sidetracks what is actually the more interesting question of the day. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. All right, so I'm going to say a name, Nuno. And you tell me right now, you, you love the Knicks more than I've ever met anyone loves anything. So I will say you can either have Donovan Mitchell or this guy. Okay. And you tell me which one you're taking. Right? Take contracts, all the rest of it out of it. I'm not suggesting any of these are realistic. But if you could have one of these guys, would you take Donovan Mitchell or Luca? Luca. Over, you said that easily and without question. Is, is the size the factor? I think he is just that, I think, a, slightly above everyone where it's like it's almost like a no-brainer that it's just Luka. Donovan Mitchell or Trey Young? Uh, Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell or Jason Tatum? Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, you're taking over Jason Tatum. I heard yes. someone in the room go, yeah, Oof. Uh Vin Kane over here. Yeah, because that's, that's a tough one, right? I mean, that, that's that, that's a... You said it without giving it a lot of thought. I like I like the the definitiveness of it. You are buying in full fledged to Donovan Mitchell. I am. I just feel like that there's just something different about Mitchell. Like he loves that spotlight. And yes, Tatum had fifty in that team. Like I don't know. I feel like I've seen enough of that Celtics team to be like, eh, Tatum, he's great, but he isn't going to put you over the top. Donovan Mitchell or John Moran. Uh, Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell or Zion Williamson? That one's a tough one. Uh, these guys are yelling at me. Um, 
What are I, they yelling? I can't. I can't. Because they're hear. all they're all about Zion. They're all saying it should, it should yeah. be Zion. That the answer is Zion. Um, I don't know. I think Mitchell. You would take Mitchell over Zion. Zion's got to outweigh him that, by a hundred. That's not Literally, accurate. We're saying yeah, he turned that around on us there. <laughs> no, I don't think so. What 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 did he turn around? What were you saying, Devin? We were saying we were both saying Mitchell, and yeah. he was he was he, he didn't know at first what he was going to say. We're like, you're crazy. No, uh, I think I heard him say uh, Zion. You're saying definitively, Devin, that you would take Mitchell over Zion. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. You too, Bubba. Oh yeah, Mitchell over Zion. I mean Zion Williamson, who. I don't know. I mean, Mitchell's on a really Mitchell is on a good team to be a player who he is. Now, I'm not taking anything away from the kid. All right, he's been unbelievable. They are 6 and 0 in the playoffs when he plays. They lost the only game he didn't. He's tremendous. But he's also got a really nice team around him to be a great player on. They've got people who fit spots. You've got Gobert, who is not He's not an all-around great player. He's not Joel Embiid. He's not uh, um, Nikola Jokic. But what he does, he does exceptionally well. They've got the good out. They've got the great floor spacers who can just shoot lights out. They've got other good. Pl- that, that's a. It's a tough question. Z- to me, Zion and Luca. Are the toughest ones. Tatum is a tough one, too. I I guess what I'm trying to say is, do we all have to come to terms? The the reason for even, the fact that it is a question makes us, brings us to this. We as a basketball fandom have to come to terms with the fact that Donovan Mitchell is right now one of the handful of best players in the sport. And I just don't feel like anyone ever says that. No one ever says that. When the regular season at Utah had the best record in the NBA this season, how many people, when the NBA season ended, would have said that it is a it is worth debating whether Donovan Mitchell is one of the top three players you would start a franchise with tomorrow if you had that option? I don't think anyone would have said it. So what's happened? Now these six games have changed our minds. He was unbelievable in the bubble last year. We didn't pay a lot of attention. Allow yourself to consider this. What if Donovan Mitchell was doing exactly what Donovan Mitchell is doing but the jerseys in that series were reversed. What if he was doing this playing for L.A.? I know it's the Clippers, it's not the Lakers, but it's still Los Angeles. Imagine if Donovan Mitchell was doing this for a traditional NBA franchise. And, and, and of course, the Jazz have a lot of good history to them, going back to New Orleans, whatever. And then, uh, obviously, the Stockton and Malone years. They've had great teams. I don't mean to, to dismiss their history. I mean, they're just not a team that is on the radar of absolutely everyone all the time even though they were the best team in the sport all year. What, they go one stretch? How many games in a row did they win this year, Nuno? It all kind of, 19 games? 20, how many games in a row did they win at one point this year? Uh, I think it was 19. They, 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 they were the best team in the NBA all year long. And still people paid almost no attention to them. It was all about, well, can LeBron get healthy? Can Anthony Davis get healthy? No one wants to play the Lakers. How are they? Uh, we didn't talk about Utah. And, and part of that is because they're Utah. But now we're having a conversation about whether or not Donovan Mitchell belongs in the conversation with Luka and Trey Young became a star. Jason Tatum is a guy people have talked about as an MVP. People have said Jason Tatum is on his way to being a league MVP. Now we're saying you'd rather have Donovan Mitchell. Zion Williamson, I've had people say, is a a, a once-in-a-lifetime, a generational talent, a guy who's going to change the sport as we know it. But now we'd rather have Donovan Mitchell. I, I, so I'm saying, 
it is a remarkable testament to how good he's been. But I also do wonder if it's not happening a little too quickly. Like, are we jumping the gun a little bit on Donovan Mitchell? Because it's been an incredible three weeks. But I'm not ready to say yet, I'm starting a franchise right now. He's one of my top five guys. I I don't think I'm ready to say that. I'm more than ready to be proven dead wrong. What I will say is, I think there's a very good chance that when this season ends, Donovan Mitchell is standing with the trophy over his head and confetti falling on him. I think right now Utah has the best chance to beat the Nets and the best chance to win the championship of any team that isn't the Nets. If you're asking me to bet an amount of money that matters to me, I will tell you absolutely I believe that the Nets are going to win the title. But if I had to pick my next likeliest team, it would be Utah. And he's the best player on that team. So we'll see what happens. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. You could save big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit Progressive.com. Coming up next, I've got a lot to say about the week that has been for me. I like to share some of those things with you. That's important. I hope you will uh, appreciate how important it all has been to me. And then we'll do who you got and a whole lot more as we roll on. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply it's demon time on prize picks where you can now win up to 100 times your money that's right 100 100 times times your money. money With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepicks.com slash Greenberg and use code Greenberg for a first deposit matchup to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash Greenberg, code Greenberg, for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. I'm Greeny. We come to you live every day from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Don't forget Major League Baseball this weekend. Two games on our air. Tomorrow, Padres-Mets. It's an afternoon game. Sunday Night Baseball, Cards and Cubs. ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Weekend preview brought to you by Credit Karma. Visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account. Start winning instant karma. Credit, karma, money. Progress starts here. All right, next order of business. I'm sorry, what? 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 I'm sorry, what? what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? 
All right, you're, what you're about to hear is the sound um, of a man having one of the strangest weeks of his life and having one of the strangest sounds he's ever made. I'll give you the background on it. So this was a big week for us in the Greenberg family. Uh, our son, Stephen, who was the younger of our two children, graduated from high school yesterday. That's why I was not here. And um, I have delightfully been talking about both of my kids since they were born. And so uh, many listening right now, you may remember when he was baby Stee and, and you remember the day he was born because I worked that day and uh, in December of 2002 and all the rest of that. And you've sort of with me watched him grow up and uh, and boy, does he grown up. He's <laughs> So it, it was quite a week for us. Tuesday was something that they call class day at school, and he was the president of the senior class. So on that day, he got to address the entire school, and because he was doing so, his mother and I were invited. Normally, parents don't go to that, but we were invited because he was speaking, and it was unbelievable. I, I say that as objectively as I am capable of, um, but he's already better at this than I am, and I've been doing that since well before he was born. Anyway... There were events Wednesday night as well, at which I spoke, and then and then Thursday, yesterday, was the graduation. And so it's a full week of stuff. And I'll talk for a, in a minute here about all the different feelings involved in that. But the part of it that got really funny was on Wednesday night, Stace decorated the house, you know, to be a little festive. We had a cake, and we had, you know, balloons is the point of the story here. We had a lot of balloons in the house. And when we came home from a family dinner Wednesday night, I don't, know, I don't know who did it first. So Nikki is home from college. We have uh, some of my in-laws are in town as well, my sister-in-law, my nephew. So, so we, there are six of us. We come home from dinner. Someone, I don't know who, started sucking the helium out of these balloons and doing the helium voice. And everyone was yelling at me that I need to do it because, you know, I've got a voice that people are generally familiar with. And so I did it. And in case you haven't heard it, it was all over social. This is how it sounded. Our son graduates from high school tomorrow, and I've never been more proud. <laughs> I concur. <laughs> the little I concur you hear there is my daughter, Nikki, who's 20, who does not sound like that normally. So that was really fun and really funny. And, and it was just part of a... A week that was unlike any experience I've ever had. And I will tell you in all candor and honesty that this is the most tired, just absolutely spent, I can remember feeling in a really long time. And I understand why. Because you can work too hard, you can sleep too little, you can drink too much. There's any number of reasons that you might feel tired. But I'll tell you, emotional exhaustion is the one that gets you. Like that is what it is. And I have experienced every emotion that there is over the course of this week. And I think that's why I feel like it has taken so much out of me. In fact, yesterday at one point, I found myself thinking of Jim Valvano and his legendary speech in which he said that the definition of a full day is a day in which you laugh and you cry and you think. And I can tell you, I did all three of those things yesterday in abundance and it is a fulfilling, wonderful, beautiful experience, but it is also emotionally exhausting. And here's what I will say, as our youngest child has now graduated from high school and is getting set to go off into the world this fall, and his mother and I will become empty nesters, which is a day that you don't see coming. Like, when you're a younger person, you just don't see it coming. And here's how I would describe all of this to you, that at least for me, 
when they say it goes by so fast. I don't really agree with that. I don't feel like it went by fast. What's amazing to me is not that it went by fast, but that it went by at all. And by that, I mean this. You know, when you're a kid, if you're fortunate as I was, you grow up in a family where your parents are together and you, we lived in one place. Uh, so I never moved. I never, my entire life was sort of very normal. I had a, a sense of normalcy for the first 18 years of your life. And then I went off to college and I've lived in a bunch of different cities and a bunch of different apartments, moving around, changing jobs, doing things for careers, as people in their 20s tend to do. And I think whether you know it or not, there's some part of you that is seeking that normalcy, seeking to find a way to feel normal again, to feel like, okay, I'm, I'm comfortable here. This is my life. This is what everything is meant to be. And then if you're fortunate again, as I am, you find the right person and you, 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 you enter into a marriage if you choose to, as we did, and you have kids as we have, and you have a dog and you live in a house and you wind up living in there a long time. And all of a sudden, one day you say to yourself, oh, I found it. I found it. Like, I didn't know if I'd ever feel this way again, but here it is. This is totally normal. This is my life now. I'm so comfortable here. And it never occurs to you in that moment that what this is, just like that was, just like everything is, is temporary. And that change is the only constant that we have. Impermanence is the only constant that we have. And so when you start to have the realization that this is going to come to an end, it's not so much that it went fast because it doesn't feel like it went fast. I can't even remember my life before my kids were born. I don't remember actively what I thought about, what I worried about, who I was. It's 20 years ago. But what I can tell you is that for the majority of this time, I never really allowed myself to think that this wasn't just my reality now. Like, oh, this is what my life is going to be. I've got this wonderful wife that I love. Everyone makes fun of how happy I am, but fine. It's a pretty benign thing to be made fun of for. And, and so I've got that, and i got my kids. we got this dog. i got this life. Everything is great. Everything is great. Boom, done. I did it. I found it. I found what I've spent my entire adult life looking for. And then one day, and yesterday was a big step towards that, you realize, just like everything else, it was just a stage. Life is just a series of chapters. And like all others, that one comes to an end. And I'm very confident that the next one is going to be just as fabulous for me. I have high hopes for my kids as they grow up and for Stace and me as we go on in in whatever direction we're going to go next. So it's not that I'm worried about the future. It is just I think that there's a part of you that struggles, at least in my case, to, to come to terms with the fact that this was also just temporary. Just like when you were a kid. When you were a kid, this is just my life. This is my life. I live here. That's my dad. That's my mom. That's my brother. This is where I live. This is where I go to school. That's my life. Then that gets taken away from you or it goes away. You spend your whole life trying to find it again. You find it again and you forget again that it's also not going to last forever. So that is what I found myself thinking about yesterday, that it isn't that it goes by so fast. It's that it goes by at all. So it was an extraordinary week, extraordinary in every way. And um, all of the feedback that I've gotten, so many people have been so nice. You know, we, we, we post pictures and stuff like that of our lives. Uh, Stace and I made that decision a long time ago together. We're going to do that. And I know there are people who don't like it and some people who think it's silly, whatever. You're entitled to it. I can live with that. 
But for the most part, I think people have appreciated that we've wanted to share this. It's, 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 we've just wanted to share our lives to some degree with all of you who have given us by listening to me on the radio and watching me on TV. You're the reason we have this life in the first place. So we've been proud to share it uh, as we can with you. And, and I've been just delighted. I've read more of the comments on posts over the last couple of days than I probably have in the last three years combined. And so thank you from all of us for all the nice things that you've had to say. It has been an extraordinary week. Um, with that, we're going to do who you got coming up in a minute. I need to do something else before I start choking up here on the radio, which is the last thing in the world anybody wants to hear. Um, I can say that sometimes hiring can feel, <laughs> you know, this is one thing I can do. I can segue anything into a read, can't I? Even if I just drop my glasses on the floor. You know, hiring can feel like trying to find a needle in a haystack. But when you post a job on ZipRecruiter, their matching technology finds these qualified candidates for you and invites them to apply. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. We're back with Who You Got and a whole lot more next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. Previously on Greeny. Why does the president of a National Football League team have a monthly column dividing the fan base? No one is divided. Here's what happened. You angered your best player no end by treating him disrespectfully and acting like that shouldn't matter at all. And now he's humiliating you publicly for it because he's just that kind of guy. And apparently you were the only person alive who didn't know that. Yeah, that was me earlier this week. <laughs> Greeny with you and our weekly rewind brought to you by Dell for your small business needs. Call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. This is one of the reasons I wanted to come back and do the radio show again, because that's what sports talk is for me. That's what this is. Like one minute I'm yelling and screaming about Mark Murphy's monthly column. And the next I'm sitting here trying to keep from crying, talking about my son's graduation. That's the, that's the beauty of this. We can sort of make it whatever we want. This is our two hours to hang out together every day. You and me, we've been together a long time. I appreciate you doing it. Like I, like I said before, I don't have this life if it's not for you. You could have made a million different decisions over the course of time. And you, all those mornings you chose to listen to us or watch us or whatever it is, and now I get the TV show, whatever it is, if you weren't making that decision every single day, I don't have this job and I don't have this life. So um, I share it with you out of appreciation, first, last, and always. Um, with that thought in mind, we're going to do who you got here coming up. It's going to mean hashtag Bubba against our better judgment. I mean, all this giving that much time to Bubba this week feels like a mistake, but we're going to do it in 30 seconds. We'll go through all the big questions in the world of sports after this time for some straight talk. You know, sure. Saving money feels good. 
but cutting your wireless bill in half? That feels really good, like walk-off home run in the ninth good. With Straight Talk, you can get 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month, up to 50% less than the other guys, plus no contract, all on America's best networks. Why pay a whole lot when you can pay half? Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Who you got? All right, it's a Friday tradition with us here on this program. We wrap up our week with Who You Got, where... Our disheveled board operator, Bubba, who has led a fascinating life prior to uh, this chapter of it, if you will, uh, as uh, in, in, in radio production. He's done so many fascinating things with his life, and he's put together a series of questions for me, and I will have to tell him who I've got. Hello again, Bubba. Yo. <laughs> All right. What, what was it, where does it begin today? It begins with who you got brought to you by Granger, and we'll start with the NBA because 76ers, Hawks, are tied at one. We got game three tonight. ESPN, ESPN Radio. Who you got? I have got the Sixers. I believe Philly is going to win that series. I think they have to win one of these two in Atlanta to do it. I do not like the Sixers to come back from 3-1 down. I also do not expect them to be 3-1 down. They figured out after one game that if you, let, if you play the Hawks and you let Trey Young beat you, shame on you. Shame on you. Because they have a bunch of good players, but he makes it all go. And if you, what is the expression? If you kill, take the, the cut off the head of the snake or whatever it is, he's the head of the snake. So I think they have that figured out. Embiid has been dominant in this series. His meniscus obviously is a major factor. But I believe the Sixers are the better team, and I believe that they will win this series. I actually wouldn't be surprised if they win both these games in Atlanta. But I think for sure they'll win one of the two. So for the purposes of tonight's game, I will pick the Sixers in a game you will see on ESPN and hear on ESPN Radio. Bubba, what's next? All right. Brooklyn up 2-1 over Milwaukee. Game four. Nets. Sunday. Nets. ABC, ESPN Radio. Nets. Who you got? Nets. 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 I like the Nets. Nuno, do you give Milwaukee any chance of winning Sunday? I am leaning towards the Nets. Here, you're leaning towards the Nets? What are you? The, yes. I mean, I'm, I'm the leaning Tower of Pisa towards the Nets. I, even though I, I opened the show this morning by punching myself in the face verbally. Because Hembo sat here two days ago, told us the line was Milwaukee minus two and a half. That 92% of the money was on the Nets. I should have bet a fortune on Milwaukee at that point because they just don't ever get that wrong. If 92% of the money is on something, it never wins. And sure enough, the line was Milwaukee minus two and a half, and they win the game by three. It's incredible. Someone, I should have looked this up before, but can someone look that up for me? What is the number on the game uh, Sunday? I don't even know. I don't have Hembo here with me usually. Hembo's at a wedding, um, and he would have that information at his fingertips. But if someone could look that up, I'm just curious to know. I have to believe. Well, I don't have to believe anything. Who's the favorite in that game? We'll, we'll give you it's, a minute. Uh, right now, the Nets are minus one. Okay, yeah. I, I was about to say, I have to believe the Nets are favorite. I believe the Nets will win that game handily. Bubba, what's next? And uh, lest anyone forget, I'm the one who reminded any, everyone the series doesn't begin until the uh, home team loses. So That's true. You did say that. And can I tell you, I will give you credit. I thought you were kidding. And the reason I thought you were kidding is many may not know this, but Bubba, long before his career here at ESPN, was at an extremely successful run in stand-up comedy. Uh, I mean, arenas, 
You know, I know that it began opening for Eddie Murphy and and then, you know, worked his way into being the headliner and had a very successful run at that. And then burnout led him to this career now in radio production. But I thought so before that reason, I thought you were just being funny because it was funny the way you said it, that deadpan delivery. But as it turns out, you were prescient and you were correct. Bubba, what's next? And who you got as the most appealing option for the NBA finals? Now. I require further clarification on the question. Do you mean what I would like most or what I think would draw the best television ratings? Because to me, those aren't necessarily the same thing. Yeah, so who you got as the most appealing option for the NBA Finals? I understand that, but I need to ask for... I need more specificity. You ever watch the spelling bee when the the kids... He's allowed like four questions before he has to spell the word. Right. So I want this used in a sentence. I want the language of origin. And mostly I'm asking you, are you asking who I want to see or who I think would draw the best TV ratings? So I'll use it in a, as a sentence. Who you got is the most appealing option for the <laughs> NBA Finals and the language of origin is English. <laughs> See, that's why you were so successful on the road doing stand-up comedy. You know, Andy Kaufman used to say Bubba was the funniest person he ever saw live. True story. Uh, anyway, <laughs> and, and by true story, I mean obviously not. Um, I think the most appealing matchup for the NBA Finals, I'm going to do this then, my answer is going to be what I think would draw the most attention and the biggest ratings, and I think that probably at this point would be the Clippers and the Nets. Does that seem right? Nuno, is that right? Would, would that would that be right now if you're if you're the people that we work for and you're just, you know, silently rooting for what the best matchup is, is that the one? That would be probably the best matchup for ratings wise, yes. I think so. Um But I don't think that's I mean, that's not the series I'd enjoy watching most. I love Utah. I'd love to see Utah in there. Uh Donovan Mitchell, as Stephen A told me, is an absolute superstar. And, you know, I root against the Nets because I root against super teams. So if you're asking me, I'd like to see the Sixers. I'd be interested to see Embiid and Simmons in there. Who am I forgetting? Milwaukee. I just don't give them any chance. So I I will say the most appealing matchup, to answer your question, Bubba, because I'm taking too much time on this one, I will say Clippers versus Nets would be the most appealing matchup for the NBA Finals. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Bubba, with who you got, what's next? All right, if the college football playoff expands to a 12-team playoff, like it looks like it might, who you got as the biggest winner? So this is interesting. The biggest winner, I think, is the same as the biggest loser. And here's why. Because I think the biggest winner is Notre Dame and the biggest loser is Notre Dame. The biggest winner is Notre Dame because it now just gets easier to get in. Far more teams are going to get in with one loss than ever have before. Notre Dame, by virtue of not playing in a conference, they're very dependent on certain scheduling, certain elements of their schedule being good, which is to say they're disproportionately dependent on USC being good, Stanford, some of their traditional rivalries, and those rivals have not been that good of late. So a game at the very end of the season against USC should be a great thing for your resume. It has not been for you know what it used to be for quite some time. So I think by expanding the field now to 12, that gives Notre Dame a much better chance of getting in. However, Bubba, was the next one going to be who's the biggest loser? It sure was. See, that's how well I know you. 
Bubba's going to ask the appropriate question. The follow-up is, who's the biggest loser? The biggest loser is Notre Dame, because this is a fascinating note that Heather gave us on TV this morning. Notre Dame, who is agreeing to the process, their athletic director, Jack Swarbrick, is on the committee that put this together. Bubba, are you aware that the top four seeds get buys in this 12-team playoff, and Notre Dame is not eligible to be one of them? So Notre Dame could be could win every game they play every, in, over the course of a season. They could win every one of those games by four touchdowns. They could be the number one ranked team in the country, and they will be the five seed going into the 12-team playoff because part of this proposal is that the top four seeds will be the four highest-ranked conference champions, regardless of what Notre Dame does, which I think is an interesting thing for them to agree to. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's crazy, and that's everyone's talking about again. Is that going to lead them to a conference? Now, is it finally going to push them to a conference? See, I don't think so because they're not being in a conference is much more about money than it is about competition. They make a lot of money, and they don't have to share it. And you don't tend to give that up for things like a buy every once in a while. You know, how often is that applicable? Versus how much money it might cost you. And I don't have in front of me exactly how much it would cost them, but clearly. They remain independent of the ACC in football as opposed to all other sports because there's a lot of money involved, a lot of NBC money and, and other places. So I do not think it will change their stance on that one bit because that stance is not driven by competitive reasons. Uh, Greeny and Bubba with you on ESPN Radio with Who You Got. What's next? And Kyler Murray said he is, quote, leaving open the possibility of playing baseball. Will we ever see Kyler in the majors? Who you got? Well, you know, when I was covering Michael Jordan in 1992, if you had said, will we ever see Michael Jordan in the majors? I would have said, what the hell are you asking me that for? And this seems more likely than that. <laughs> so, and we saw that happen. I know Michael didn't make it to the major leagues in, in, in regular season games, but he did play with them in, in, in spring training and all that sort of thing. Um, so do I think Kyler Murray will play baseball after his football career is over? I'm going to say... Yes. I'm going to say yes, because players are playing longer and later into their lives now. He, he just seems as though that's something he really is passionate about. Um, his style of play in football is, is more conducive, I think, to being successful younger. He's, it's, it's so much of it is based on his dynamic athleticism that could I see him at the age of 34, 35, deciding he wants to give baseball a go, make a trillion dollars playing football, have all the money he could ever possibly need? I could see it. So are you asking me, when, when I, the question as I see it there is, will we see him in the majors? Are you asking me if I think it's a better than 50-50 shot? Because the obvious answer to that is no. But are you asking me if I think there's any chance of it? I would say there's a chance of it, yes. Yeah, any chance. Any chance, any I'll chance say yes. Ever. I'll say yes. I, I will say there, I do not think it is a completely ludicrous question to be asking. I don't think it'll happen anytime soon. But I think we could see it happen before his athletic career is done. Bubba on ESPN Radio. What's next? All right. And 38 years ago, Tuesday, this past Tuesday, to be clear, Trading Places was released. Great film. I love that movie. It's a good one. Who you got as your favorite Dan Aykroyd movie? I like that question because Dan Aykroyd is a sometimes overlooked, brilliant comedic legend. And again, it is your acute sense of comedy, Bubba, that, that led you to ask this such outstanding question because he was so great on Saturday Night Live. If you're old enough to remember Dan Aykroyd on Saturday Night Live, he was as good as anybody, anybody. He was unbelievably funny. 
So let's think what the options are for this. The great Dan Aykroyd movies, the two that jump immediately to mind are Trading Places and the Blues Brothers. The, the, yep. Those are the two that jump immediately to mind. Now, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters yeah. is, is a huge hit, and I like Ghostbusters, but I personally would put it a step below those other two. If you're asking me to list those three movies in order of my favorites, I would definitively put Ghostbusters below both Trading Places and the Blues Brothers. So before I ask the question, or, or answer your question, am I forgetting anything obvious? Is there uh, another? I mean, Coneheads? <laughs> not coneheads no not coneheads okay well apart from coneheads then no i think those are the key ones okay then i'm i think i'm going to say the blues brothers i i think i love trading places but the blues brothers is a move there's something so iconic and maybe because we lost belushi so young that that and he became such a legend both before and after his tragic death it's a tough call because I do love Trading Places, and Eddie Murphy is so good in that movie. and It's just such a good movie all the way around. That's, it's a very tough call between those two. I'm going to go Blues Brothers, but if, if you ask me that question a week from now, I might change my mind. But I, for the purposes of this one, Bob, I'm going Blues Brothers as my favorite Dan Aykroyd movie. Do you have any more? I do. 43 years ago yesterday, John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John went number one in the U.S. with You're the One That I Want. What's your favorite musical soundtrack? Who you got? So that's, of course, Grease. And and um, Grease is... Here's what I like about Grease. Yeah, I got that. I like the music. Here's the thing that I like about Grease is that Grease is something I watched in my childhood. I think I saw that movie in the theater literally like seven or eight times. That movie came out, what? Well, the movie came out like 79-ish, so I was like 12, 11 or 12 years old. Um, well, whatever, 43 years ago, as I'm okay. guessing. <laughs> so 1978. Okay, there, it's actually on the screen, and I didn't see it there. Okay, so 78. So I'm, I'm 10 or 11 years old when that movie came out. My kids love that movie as much as I do. So that's a great, that's a testament to the, to the extraordinary staying power of a piece of art that it transcends generations like that. Because there are so few things that I loved in my youth, pop culture wise, that my kids don't think is ridiculous. And my kids love Greece. And I, I have a feeling their kids are going to love Greece. So as far as musical soundtracks are concerned, I could probably name some that, that have more songs that I listen to now that I like now. Like, for example, the Hamilton soundtrack, if we're in, including that, um, it's not a movie. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, a Broadway soundtrack. But the Hamilton soundtrack I listen to regularly, and it's incredible. It's one of my favorite things ever. Um, but I think I would say Greece has stood the test of time Oh, definitely. Is there anything I'm forgetting? Like, what has what what soundtracks have stood the test of time the way that has? Like classic Broadway, I guess. You know, you go and people still like in pop culture. You still hear, you know, they'll bring back guys and dolls and stuff like that. That remains kind of popular. That doesn't feel like the same. Like that doesn't feel like the right answer to the question you're asking me. I think Greece is the right answer to the question you're asking me. Like my favorite right this minute is Hamilton, but. Come back 43 years from now, will I still be listening to that? Probably not. And I probably still will be listening to Danny Zuko and Sandy and Kanicki. I love that movie. And what is her name? Rizzo. Stocker Channing in that movie. I love it. I absolutely love it. I still love the movie Grease. 
So that is my answer to your question. Bubba, give me the sponsor. Who you got? Brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is always there to help. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. All right. I hope everybody enjoys all the sports this weekend. I am going to sleep a lot between now and the next time we see each other, which will be Monday. Enjoy. I'll see you then. ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast.